We're doing it. We're doing it. Are you going first? I'll start the thing. Great. This is Only Slightly Dead Inside, a podcast that puts the fun in functional depression. We are not doctors, trained therapists, or medically licensed in any way. You probably know that by now. Yeah, I know. But I had this thought. Because we are not doing this podcast from a place of being like quote unquote cured or quote unquote better since we spent most of last episode talking about what the fuck does better mean better doesn't mean anything better than what i thought that it would be interesting to go back into recent history of the last couple of months and touch on the stuff that we dealt with the way that we have talked about dealing with things and like what happened and what we did about it Sometimes I handle situations the way I would like to, and sometimes, oh well, which, you know, because human, and that's what happens. The very most recent example of this is just last weekend. We record this in Nika's apartment, generally on Saturdays, and I had a heinous work week the week before. It was like 70-something hours. I had three events. I was just completely losing my mind and really exhausted. Even when I hadn't been working those crazy hours in the weeks leading up to it, it just been really stressful. And I finished you know, a bunch of projects at the end of that week. And my body seemed to just shut down and everything just wasn't functioning. So I got up Saturday morning and I normally go to an exercise class and I was running a little late and I was like, fine, I'll just take a cab. I'll get there on time. And I left and I muscle memory just started walking and it was like 10 minutes later. And suddenly I realized how late I was and what time it was. And then I just started crying and then I turned around and went home and went back to bed. And I was okay with it in that moment because it, when I, if I, if that is happening, I, I need to just stop and feel so silly in the moment that just like, why am I crying? Cause I'm late to this class that isn't, nobody is grading me in and I go because I like going. It's almost a, as if the, it's not about what it's about. Not about what it's about. <laughs> I was just tired and stressed and my body was like, you're done now. And I just went home and then I was supposed to come over here so we could do some recording. And I texted Nika and was like, so how about maybe tomorrow? Cause I'm losing my mind right now. And, uh, that was helpful. (laughs) It's helpful to have friends who understand what that means and, you know, cause you were like, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I think. I'm just like not really functional at this moment. And you were like, you're full. You're full. And that is true. Sometimes you're just full. I was full. I was done and full. But then I ended up meeting up with my sister and brother-in-law for a drink in the early evening because it was my sister's birthday, which I was able to kind of rally and get myself out of the apartment. Um, And Max and I went and met them a few blocks away. So that wasn't a big deal. Then I was going to this holiday party, which originally... Nika and I were going to go do together after we recorded, but because I fucked that plan up, it became, which I would have done the same thing if we had not been in the same place together and I had not already been like up and dressed and out, I would not have made it to this party. But I was like, I'm near the subway. I'm out of my apartment. I'm just going to go. And Nika was like, um, I haven't put on real pants at all today and I have no intention of putting on real pants 
Yeah, and like I said, <laughs> if my sister had not texted me that she was in the city and you know wanted to get a drink for her birthday, I certainly would have been in the same position. But I decided to go. It's a friend of ours who I don't see very much, and I knew that I didn't know anyone there. I didn't let myself actually sit with that idea because I knew it would make me not go. And I walked into the door... <laughs> Not only did I not know anyone, but the very first person I spotted when I walked in, like right next to the door, was a major celebrity, (laughs) which is not like I don't go to parties with celebrities. This is just he happens to be married to a friend of our friend who is throwing the party. And I was just like, I am not in a position to be like charming around normal people, let alone somebody who seems intimidating because they're like extremely tall and extremely recognizable. Everybody knows who this person is. I just don't want to be like a weirdo and name them. And it was just, it was, it was awkward. I didn't know anyone. And I was just sort of sidling up to different conversations. It's interesting to be in a spot where people are in bigger groups. And I guess I'm used to, for parties that I've been to, more recent history i'm used to either smaller groups or i have friends whose friends are really disparate so when people show up they're like well how do you know this person like there's not a ton of people who all know each other and this was a like oh i kind of forgot what this is like and i feel so awkward and i just hovered over the food because what else would i do and uh it and it was okay i did the thing where i said i'm gonna stay for an hour and he will appreciate that i was here and I ended up staying for like two hours. That's good. I, you know, I talked to a, a handful of people and it was nice, but I just definitely felt like I, I felt like why I don't belong at this party. I think um, Dan was at like a work dinner. So that's also why I'd like if Dan had been there because because it was it's somebody that like you both know and I, I'm friends with too, but like I'm not friends with him so much by myself. Like I, ha- I sort of have a one-on-one relationship with him, but like not, not anywhere near in the way that you guys do. Yeah, and when someone's hosting a party, they're like circulating and right. whatever. Yeah, I think it was also like crappy weather out, maybe. And I was it just was. like, I think I might um, just watch the entire season of Younger on Hulu, and that's what I. I hate to say this. I also know that he listens to this, so sorry, dude. I'm glad I went to the party because it is was a good thing for me to go out and be there but overall I kind of wish that I had just watched a movie on the couch because I felt so out of my element and Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy that feeling very much even though I was happy to like go do this thing exactly if that makes sense yeah of course it makes sense yeah and that's like your real world application of something hypothetical that yes I am less good at walking to a room and being like hey I'm this person and if people aren't also in that mode I'm realizing yeah if everybody's sort of starting from that headspace it's it's different because you're all sort of feeling each other out and everybody's just trying to like figure out um where they are and like what's going on but if everybody else knows each other I oh boy nope no 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 or if I'm in that situation, like I also can then like really turn it on and then I have no recollection of anything I've said or done. Oh, that happens to me too. Totally stone cold sober, but like I'm so hyper aware of what's going on. Like everything, like, all of my senses are just revved up so high that I will meet people and I will meet them again and I will introduce myself as if I have never met them because I don't remember meeting them. Like I'm just in this like mega survival mode where I become 
what we call in my family the other lady oh that's i like that i i do that too i hit like kind of a certain stride or note or something where i become a much more easy party guest or like somebody who is a natural person at a party who is like bubbly and friendly and all of these things and funny like i'm pretty extrovert and like an extrovert I have this like extrovert mask that kind of plops on and I enjoy it. I actually have a lot of fun when I get to do that. But the same thing, it's like I black out. I totally black out. And I don't remember what happened and it'll be three hours later. And I'm like, I I, what stupid thing that I say to who? Because I thought I was being funny, but oh, well, this didn't happen at this party in particular. No, but. but like it'll, it's, it's definitely happened. It's definitely happened before. And I'm already like so very bad with faces and names just because like that's not a part of my brain that is very good. And then I just feel like totally gutted and weird, especially if I meet them again and they're like, oh, we've met. And I'm like, fuck. So I just assume that I've met everybody before and that I'm I'm a, a terrible person and I forgot them. <laughs> That see, it goes both ways because sometimes if I am not sure I met somebody and I'll say, oh, I think we've met before. or I'm not sure if we met. And it depends because sometimes they'll be like, oh, yeah, I don't remember either. And they'll be kind of on the same wavelength. But sometimes people really don't react well to that. And it's awkward. And I don't know what to do. This also tangent This reminded me when I was younger, I used to assume people didn't remember me in a way that now makes me realize I was being extremely awkward. And that's part of why people thought I was so aloof because I remembered everybody. But if I didn't see someone, I mean, it might even be like kids in my grade who weren't in my particular class. And then in September, you know, after two months away over the summer, I would like assume they just didn't remember who I was and I wouldn't be the one to start a conversation and in retrospect i obviously seemed extremely unfriendly because of that but i just assumed people didn't remember me and i did this all the time it took me like a really really long time like well into my late teens to realize that if i remembered people they probably remembered me and even if they didn't it was okay to say hey i think we've met before and that's okay even if it becomes an awkward situation it's preferable to just awkwardly looking at a person, wondering if they remember and realizing you're sort of staring at them and then not talking to them because you assume they don't remember you and then just being a weird, aloof person. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're you're probably right. I, I still just assume that people don't remember me or know who I am. And, and I feel, and I just, I don't know, I just feel awkward all the time. Like, I just feel awkward all the time. There are very few, very few social situations where, like, I feel completely at ease there. And they are, I mean, I'm sure, like, obviously, that's not new information for anybody. You know, in this part of my life, I am in groups of people where I know most of them. So that version of myself is very different than the version of myself that walked into this party last weekend. I don't know. Like, my sort of weird, sad brain feels the need to apologize for everything all the time and, like, apologize for being on the planet and apologize for taking up space and just, like, apologize and apologize and it's terrible. And I know I'm not supposed to do it, but there's just, like, such a part of me that can't quite fathom that the space that I might take up without being hyper aware of the space that I take up would be okay. So like I had some lovely news. I'm starting a show. The press release went out and I had no idea it was going out. 
but then it was like out all day. And so I posted something on my Insta story about it. And then like immediately after posted something else saying like, I'm really sorry. I'm just happy. Like as to if which I, I said, no apologizing for celebrating victories. And you were not the only person. I'm sure I wasn't. You were not the only person who said that, but I still felt like I still felt the need to to like sort of let people know about my own self-awareness so that they can like me anyway. I mean, did you feel like you were showing off versus just sharing something you were excited about? Yeah, because it was like a show businessy thing. Yeah. I set up these really tight boundaries for myself. And when I stretch any one of them, I like freak out. And then I like say nothing and I do nothing. And then people are like, why didn't you tell me? And it's like, I didn't want it to be a thing. But maybe I should let things be a thing. But I don't know. There's just like a part of my brain that is like, don't take up any space and don't take up any attention. Turning things on yourself is a bad thing. And then... I don't know, like, how will you sleep at night? (laughs) There's a huge difference between being like that and just posting a screenshot of a press release that has your name in it and circling it and being like, yay! Like, there's a a huge, wide, many miles of difference between those things. I also found a gif of a kitten with pizza. (laughs) So... (laughs) I feel like... equal level of thing that you need to share with everybody. Well, kind of. Sure. I mean, which is why you really it, it's I'm not going to don't want to use the word should, but why potentially maybe it might be worth thinking about the idea that you are not one of those people that is making people nuts with self-promotion. Sure. I also feel like I look back on all the past versions of myself. I talk about this all the time that like I'm just so embarrassed and so ashamed of. And I see that like if I were five years younger and like had spent more of my youth with the Internet and with social media as it is now i like absolutely would have been one of those people and like i'm like embarrassed of somebody that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. like i'm embarrassed of somebody that's not there who didn't become that person but like could have under any different set of circumstances and it's just like i want to avoid a a hypothetical that never happened and never will happen because time is what it is i don't know does anybody else feel that way? <laughs> I, I think so. I Yes, yes, absolutely for sure. I was a style blogger for most of 2009 through 2013, 2012. And like, I just deleted the whole thing. What? And I felt, n- not that I felt nothing, but I felt relief. Mm-hmm. In a weird way that the thought that I had that like, why would anybody care what I was doing? Well, that's, here's the thing because digital stuff is forever. Nothing is allowed to just exist in its own time, which is, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, part of what the sort of thing is because you don't want people to see that and think that it is current you And I felt the same way. I used to write uh, theater reviews when I lived in Chicago. And that stuff is all still somewhere on the internet. And my writing is okay, but I'm not the same person. It was a while ago. It was, you know, oh my God, 10 years ago to eight years ago. And I'm not that person anymore. I'm similar, but I'm not. And I wouldn't want somebody to read those things and think that is who I am now. And 
because they're sort of buried in the sites that I wrote for, I don't worry about it as much versus having like one thing where you can just find me and find all of the things you wore for five years yeah especially like a blog and things like that it feels like it exists in its own time but the internet doesn't let things only exist in their own time unless you actively delete them Mm -hmm. and i guess i should feel bad that i actively deleted it but i don't you shouldn't feel anything you just feel how you feel i just feel how i feel i just feel how i feel damn it so that's that's my recent example well maybe that's worth thinking about like what objectively what do you feel like we make a list like what is okay self-promotion and what is too much and i don't know we'll try to think about it right now no i don't mean right now because i'm giving you homework you're giving me homework (laughs) you heard it here first i was so happy when insta stories became a thing because like i always feel much more comfortable posting an insta story because i know it goes away Like, I know it goes away. It's finite. Like, posting something in the feed is not finite, and it doesn't go away, and people can find it, you know, 382 weeks later, and it's really weird. Unless I choose to highlight it, it goes away. And even in something that I know is finite and something that I know goes away, like, I really don't like posting videos. I much rather would take a picture and put text on it than post a video, especially a video of myself talking. Why? Uh, um, I think my personality translates better through reading words than watching me talk. When I have time to think about what I want to say and write it down, what I want to say comes across much better or it's faster or it's funnier. And also like, I know that nobody has the time to like watch a video. So then like you just sort of tap through things. At least the joke will land somewhere if you're reading it. I also feel really weird insta storying in public like an insta story in my house all the time when i feel really weird doing it in public i don't know why as a pendulum swing response to not wanting to be the things that annoy me that i just like have stifled myself yay depression so fun i think some of these things because we didn't grow up with them being options it's a conscious choice to do that and it feels like it has more weight in a way probably than anybody else thinks it does What other weird shit did your mental health make you do this week that you were like, this isn't me? Don't you hate when you're like, this isn't me. This is my, this is not me. It's my brain. I was frustrated at myself for being full last week, which is objectively silly because I had so much going on. And, but I am a person who thinks of myself as someone who can handle a lot of things going on. Which I can. There's just always a breaking point. You don't have to handle all of the things going on. Apparently I don't, but it really feels like I do. And it feels like I am letting down something. There's somewhere. I'm not like a religious person. So there's not like a God that's judging me necessarily. Maybe there is. I don't know. But you know, it's, I liken it to when I got out of college, I suddenly realized that like nobody is grading me on anything, but I've always still had that mindset. Like a report card is going to come in the mail at any point. Yeah. Or like I have to, there's some sort of rubric and I I don't know who's grading it. It makes no sense, but it's sort of like there's things that I think that I must do or that I am not being an adult or I'm not being a full person. I'm not 
taking advantage of all of the good things that I have going on, or I'm not filling my life enough. And I fill my life so much that sometimes I can't handle it anymore because there's too many things. And that needs to be okay. And it does not feel okay. Well, there's always going to be something you're not doing, no matter what. Yes, I find that very disturbing. I I mean, I do too. Like, yes, we're the same. Because sometimes I feel like past me is the one grading right now me as future me. That's not who is quote unquote grading me. It's some other arbitrary, non-defined something. Wah, 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 wah. It, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it is the, it's a Charlie Brown Charlie adult. Brown teacher. <laughs> You're being graded by a Charlie Brown adult that you cannot define, nor name, nor see. Yes. Cool. So cool. I don't know. Maybe that's so better awesome. than just like the idea of disappointing little you (laughs) yeah i think little me would be like well i guess you made it right (laughs) you're still here you did it you're a person yeah little me i had absolutely no concept of what this was going to be like it's so funny little me is exactly the opposite like it was the idea of adulthood and like the vision of adulthood that was the only thing that kept me going if i can just get through this then I'm one step closer to being grown up. And if I could just get through this, then I'm one step closer to being a grown up. And like, it was sort of the promise of not having to grow up anymore. That was the thing that kept me. So that's why I ask that because I feel like little me would be more or less okay, but a little bit, hmm. I got very depressed by the idea of growing up and that there wasn't going to be another new exciting thing thing it also it still comes down to the idea that if i couldn't picture it that i didn't kind of acknowledge that it might ever exist so when i was 13 i got to have a bat mitzvah and when i was 16 i got my learner's permit and when i was 18 i could vote and then i got to go to college which i was that was for me i was like i just have to get to college i just have to get out of here and get to college and but then once college was over i was like no what i couldn't picture like what there was going to be to look forward right i was like there's no more milestones what do i even have to look forward to this all looks black to me it's just a void everything after college is a a dark void and it seems scary that's very interesting because i'm so the opposite that is interesting so this is episode 10 this is episode 10 that's exciting yeah we're allowed to be self-promotional about that and really proud of it yes yeah so we are probably gonna take well not probably we are gonna take a little break and come back in the new year a little full feeling a little full feeling a little full but we want to take this opportunity to hear from you if you are listening and there's something you feel like we're not touching on or if there's something you really want to hear like please please let us know because we're open to whatever definitely and we've got ideas for when when we get further along in this at some point we would like to have guests and talk to people other than the two of us but i think we really felt it was important for you guys to get to know us and feel like we are part of your conversation so we're going to keep doing that for a while in the new year how can people find us people can find us my brain just stopped well you can email us at a slightly dead pod at gmail.com 
or you can search Slightly Dead Pod on any and all social medias and we will be there and we are reading the things and we are really grateful for the feedback that we've gotten so far. Yes. So keep it coming because we want to know how to be better. And there's a real better in this. There's a we real would like better. to know how to make this a podcast that everybody wants to listen to more. Yes. Which you can't please everyone, but we'll try. <laughs> so happy new year. Happy new year. Woo woo. Only Slightly Dead Inside is Julianne Bilker and Nika Lanzaroni. Our theme song, Motown Mo Problems, was composed by Joel B. New and Robbie Roselle designed our logo. Find and follow us on all the social medias by searching Slightly Dead Pod and check out our website, slightlydeadpod.com, like we said. Mm-hmm. If you are in crisis or feel like you might be a danger to yourself or someone else, turn this off and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or text the crisis text line at 741-741. Someone is always there to hear you and you are worth hearing. Bye. Bye. Seltzer, there is no such thing as plain water. I think that's the tag.